0: Welcome to our latest episode. It doesn't have an episode number. <laughs> of cheesecake and coffee. Cheesecake. I was gonna say factory.
1: <laughs> it's cool. I just plug your podcast for you. Thank you for having me on cheesecake and coffee. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited Special to guest. Be here. Yes. Lauren Carter. Lauren Carter.
0: Can you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, just say my name or a little about myself.
0: A little about yourself, please.
1: My name is Lauren Carter. I am an inspiring model. You're um, not an inspiring model. <laughs> you're an established model. I am a model. Okay. I am a mother. And I am a marketing professional.
0: Marketing professional. Yes. I like that. Yes. What type of one. marketing do you do?
1: Uh, I would say I primarily will just say digital marketing okay. since that's what marketing is all about nowadays.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, currently, I do a nonprofit marketing and I do some freelance work as well. In nice. in my freelance work I focus primarily on fashion and music and food.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Lauren is a really, really
1: is my passion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh Lauren is a really good friend of mine. We've been friends for a few years. And uh mm-hmm. a few minutes ago I just found out that you've <laughs> read
1: a DM. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're, oh. <gonna> get there. <laughs> We're not there yet. Too too hot. Go in. We gotta warm it up. We gotta sorry.
0: You want to start with the DM?
1: No, it's okay. We we'll, we'll save that. That that's a oh, teaser my gosh, right there. That's
0: funny. Um, you've read The Power of Now. Yes. And you were talking about, you know, the effect it's had on you mm-hmm. and what you've learned from it. Can you share it with us?
1: Yeah, um, I'm in the middle or just starting The Power of Now. I actually started with The New Earth, yeah. but same author and it kind of is derived from the same concept or it is derived around the same concept. Um, for well, me, well, you know what,
0: actually. Hmm. You've had a really interesting background (laughs) you have a little interesting background. Yes, so let's start from the beginning. Where did you grow up?
1: Um, Born here then I was pretty much raised in Seattle Washington or outside of Seattle Washington. Yeah Yeah, I have to say Seattle Washington because if I said Washington nobody would realize (laughs) there's a Washington (laughs) North They only think of Washington that's on the East
0: Coast. So how long did you uh, spend in Seattle?
1: Oh, man on and off I was there For like 12 years, and then came back to go to college because I love San Diego. Yeah. And then I got pregnant within the first year of college.
0: Oh my gosh! Was it the first? I didn't know. Was the first year? Oh
1: yeah, it was like six months in San Diego, and I was boom. How did that? (laughs) Caught the San Diego fever, man.
0: Do you remember (laughs) how that felt like for you?
1: Uh, Finding out I was pregnant.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I was 18 at the time, playing college basketball. I had my stick shift and was living by the beach, something I dreamed about all yeah. through middle school and high school. So um, it was devastating. It yeah. was devastating. I wasn't ready to be a mother. Right. I didn't want to be a mother. Yeah. I wanted to be selfish. So, and uh, to have uh, the people I love close to me tell me I'm throwing away everything. My basketball coaches, hmm. my father at the time had, wasn't too happy because his baby girl was. Yeah. Not making good choices so it was a very hard decision and i had to pack up my pride and my ego and uh pack my stuff back up and went back home
0: yeah, so you you actually moved back when you got pregnant
1: not right away um but events throughout the pregnancy had led me to want to go home because to yeah, yeah. so my mom and my sister who actually became like my main support system through my undergrad so
0: Yeah, this is so cool. I've known you for these years. I didn't even know any of this. You didn't?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting off the plane, um, landing in Seattle the time I moved back, getting off the plane, and me and my mom were driving on the freeway, and I started bawling crying the second I got off the plane because I did not want to be back in Seattle. I didn't want to be pregnant. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, it was very, very hard. Did you ever, did any part of you consider? staying in California or did you think of ways you could stay in California or did you just know there's no way I could do not this. then
1: no I didn't see it I wish I I wish I was who I am now yeah. because I would have been uh, we're good we're gonna make it but I was a young girl I was scared and yeah. everything was turned upside down within an instant And I just wanted to be close to my mom and my sister right, right. Oh, <laughs> I just wanted to go home so yeah. um yeah so I packed my bags and went back
0: and at what, at what point did you move back to San Diego,
1: yeah. um, uh, kind of the same way when I came down. So I moved down about six months after I graduated high school because I knew I wanted to be here. Yeah. And about six months after I graduated college, I knew I wanted to be here. So okay. I packed my stuff in my little back. Dodge Neon at the time <laughs> and put my daughter in the car and we rolled out. Yeah. Um, no fear. No no. I had no fear coming back. My dad had actually. And I diagnosed with cancer, so that actually wow. was the push to why I wanted to get here so quick. But, Your dad was living here. Yeah, my okay. dad's here. So, And we had lost his sister to breast cancer about a couple years prior to that. Wow. Two years prior to that. So I knew... I regretted not being around when she was sick, and so I was already planning on coming back, but at that point, I didn't care. I just wanted to be close to my dad. Right, and right. I already wanted to be here anyways, so yeah, yeah. I had a job in a restaurant that I transferred down here and I ended up sleeping on my daughter's grandmother's couch for about six months when I first got here.
0: How was it like just being back? I'm sure you felt a really like cool sense of independence again, but was it scary for you?
1: You know, thank God for ignorance. (laughs) Um, Now I would never make the choices that I made back then, but um, I just didn't know any better. And for me, I just love San Diego. So the feeling of being back was like, I am where I need to be. This is where right. I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to make it. That's all I knew. And mm. I was just setting plans to, I just, little plans step by step to be here. Right, right, right. But I knew ever since the second I left when I was in fourth grade that I was supposed to in be in San Diego. Grade, wow. In fourth grade, yeah. I knew I wasn't meant to be in, in Seattle. Yeah. I was supposed to be in San Diego, so.
0: Wow. Here I am. So how did you go from so okay. <laughs> so you graduated college? Yeah. And then first what?
1: in my family to graduate college. So I'm the youngest of four That's and crazy. out of grandparents and aunts, uncles, cousins, I'm the first in the family to get a college yeah. degree. So I know
0: you told me that a while ago. How mm-hmm. did you how do you how did you process that? How did your family process that? I'm sure you have a huge or at least at the time you had a huge sense of pride for doing something that
1: Mm-mm. i didn't have pride in it
0: uh like pride for you like of your like no your i didn't feel
1: pr- pr- i didn't feel proud
0: hmm. why is that
1: because i didn't know what the i didn't know what i wanted i just did it to prove to people that i'm not going to be another statistic so hmm. i i just that was the whole meaning of my degree was i am not going to be a statistic and i'm going to prove people wrong and get this degree with a child nice. so nice. that was more of the reasoning behind getting that undergrad. Um, I wish it would have been a little bit different. I wish it would have been more of me finding myself and learning who I was. But instead it was more of like, which is still great, you know, it's still great. I don't know the word I'm thinking of right now. but. It was still a great motivation for me. Right. But But, uh, yeah. So when I graduated, I just was like, holy shit. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Can I cuss? <laughs> yeah, Come yeah. Can be yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. It was really just like, damn, girl. Okay, we did this. Woo. Right. Like, right, done. Right. Like, so you, throw I mean, that out the door.
0: I, I feel like if I was in your position, I would have been like, wow, Michael. <laughs> great job. You did it. But you know you've always
1: I mean? been like that. You've always known, like, you've always been, like, I know Michael. Michael's amazing. Like oh, right. you've had that. For me, I was just trying to slum it through and make sure yeah. I didn't <laughs> f up any more in my life. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it was a it was a good moment. Um, it was a good moment, and uh, it it was a long haul. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When I think so,
1: back of college days with the kid.
0: Right. Right. I can't even fathom. Because <laughs> I remember when I was in college, I was a I was a kid myself, so I can't oh, yeah. imagine being in college. Hmm. Um, Trying to fend for myself, and then also raising a kid—oh, like yeah—difficult that would have been.
1: Yeah, you know? I remember days. I mean, the college I went to was in the middle of nowhere, Washington, really. Yeah. And I was a two-lane highway. I had to drive on to get to work, so I'd be in this little Dodge Neon, white Dodge Neon. My daughter would be in her car yeah. seat in the back. It'd be dark outside. It'd be five in the morning, pouring rain on this highway. And this highway, there's all these uh, freight trucks that would drive on it. Yeah. So, um. It'd be like five in the morning, and I'd be worried about black ice and my car spinning out. And I have these freight trucks passing this little Dodge Neon, and wow. I would just look in my rearview mirror and look at my daughter, trying to get to school on time. Yeah. And I would drop her off at the daycare outside of the college and go oh to gosh. school. Then I When go to work you When
0: you there. look back on those days, does it feel like another life? Yeah. Lots oh my God,
1: yeah. Um, it took me a second. I had to like, I was reflecting one day, and I was like, Wow, I really did that, I really went right, through that. Right. And I feel I'm such a different person now. So looking back and talking about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cannot I would mean, I don't think I have it in me now. If somebody said yeah. I had to rewind and do that again, I would just give up. I'd just yeah. lay down on the ground and say no
0: way. So if you had to look back, if you had a chance to look back and give advice to your younger self, what would you say?
1: Focus. <laughs> do you, boo.
0: Really, that's what you would say. Do you? What do you mean? What do you What do you mean by that? Do you?
1: Do you like <clears throat> love yourself, investing yourself, believing yourself? You are, you are worth it. You are amazing. You're the shit. Mm. Like I would say, do you? Because I wasn't. I, I for so long I was just trying to do things to feel accepted and right. And it wasn't this actual. Okay, I know my my vision i know my path it was more of like okay what am i supposed to be doing and what is this supposed to look like to other people right right right. and that's what led me to having a kid young i think so um yeah i would just say do you
0: yeah you got this wow that's that's a that's a good one if i had to look back what would you say and give myself advice yeah i would be like
1: <laughs> You're on the track. <laughs> There's no right. problem here.
0: Do not change a anything. Thing. <laughs> Let me just map this <laughs> out real
1: quick. That's A, B, and C. Um,
0: yeah, I uh, I'd say do not change anything. Maybe I would just um Yeah, I would just say don't change anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you get out of the college. Yes. And at this point, are you pretty sure that you want to go into the entertainment field or modeling field, or how did you get to the point you're at now?
1: Oh, my gosh, no. Because uh, I do plus-size modeling. Okay. And since I'm a plus-size woman with curves, um, that wasn't a thing back then. It was, but it wasn't well-known. There wasn't an Ashley Graham. Right. Um, and so for me, one, being a mom and coming from a family of, very hard workers. My mindset was you just work and you just think of how you're going to be stable and work. Right. So no, being in any type of entertainment industry, that sounds like adult, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: being in any type of, of being in, in modeling and in around the industry was never in, in my mind. Never. I had people who would come up and ask if I modeled before once in a while and would get compliments, but for me, one, I was like, I'm way too fat, and two, Mm. I'm a mom, so I was like, no, I just, it was never in my mind, living in Seattle and going through college, so, yeah. So, how did
0: you go from that, from that way of thinking to, you know what, I can really do this, and, you know, obviously becoming a model,
1: eventually? Um, I think it really, uh, launched by going to that casting, the Torrid casting, um, I don't know why I did it. I don't know mm. why. Somebody tagged me and somebody, something in me said, go do it. So I, you're I, to to the casting, the casting call. Yeah, so I got, I got tagged on social media for a casting call for a pretty popular plus size brand called Torrid. Okay. Um, and I went to the casting and I got like a call back.
0: And this was a while ago, not just. This was. Uh, just to make sure everybody's aware. You're not yeah, talking about so, the present, you're talking about the past.
1: Yes, this is about. Three years ago, three and a half years ago, almost four years ago now. And at that time I had red hair, so I had a bright red mohawk because I'm a creative. So I had a bright red mohawk I was serving at a beachfront restaurant Um, yeah, I drove up to LA. I, think I
0: remember that. That was uh, when you uh, were working working in Mission uh, Beach. Was yeah, Mission, Mission Beach? Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna that. plug
1: the company because I know you're gonna be famous one day. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm definitely not plugging that company because I can't stand them now. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was working at a at a beachfront property just as a server though. I was just serving. Yeah. I was just making money to make any way possible. Even though I had my degree, I was just making money. Yeah, so I go and I got a call back, and that kind of sparked it. So I didn't make, after the first callback, I didn't make it that year, but that's when it sparked, and I was like, I'm coming back next year. I, I want to try this again.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. That's so great.
1: That's what kind of put the bug.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And got the ball rolling and everything. Yeah.
1: I mean, I didn't do anything that whole year after. I mean, I went back to my life and started venturing into my career in marketing, and then... I went to the casting the next year because that was my whole plan. I didn't know anything about modeling. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I had no idea. And again, I still had the mindset: I need to work. I'm a mom, and that's where it was. And right, so then right. I went back to the second casting. And the second time I went back, they're like, "Oh my God, we're so happy you're here." Yeah. Um, like, and then I knew I had it. Then I was like, have, "I'm about to get something. this." <laughs> yeah. The second, the second that I walked in there and I seen that the casting producers were like. Oh my God, you're here. Yeah. Oh, you know, the way they acted at that casting with hundreds of girls there, like I knew I was going to make it far this time. Right, right. Yeah. So that's great. And then it's been.
0: Fast forward to four years (laughs) later now with you.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Still, still a process, but it's been um, the best, one of the best things that has happened to me in my life.
0: That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. So for a lot of people out there that um, are either like younger, women out there that are either pregnant right now and actually going through what you went through in the past mm. or that might end up getting pregnant <laughs> in your future. <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> Do you have any advice for them as far as you know what all the things you have to go through and
1: Yeah, know. I think for women, um, we live in an amazing time one with digital capabilities. There's right. so many more opportunities to pursue your life outside of motherhood now due to all the access mm. online. Um, getting a degree online. I mean, even when I was in college, it was an online degree was still kind of a new thing. I'm trying not to date myself right now.
0: <laughs> um, so, you're still a Young Grasshopper, you're fine. Young Grasshopper.
1: Uh, yeah, so I would say that your life's not over, and this is going to just enhance your life in new ways.
0: Mm. That's great advice. Stick it
1: out, yeah. But I don't want to say too much of my opinion because I think that people take motherhood on differently. So there's some moms who who that's what they are. They want to be a mom, and that's a beautiful thing. And then there's other women who want to still be businesswomen and entrepreneurs and have kids, and that's another beautiful thing.
0: Right, right. And
1: so I don't want to say too much of, like, advice because my advice is kind of one-sided, I think. Of
0: course, of course. Mine's,
1: like, the entrepreneur go work, but I also would, you know, if somebody gets pregnant young and they're happy about motherhood, yeah, congrats. (laughs) But for most women who become young moms, it's just, you know, just hang in there. Yeah,
0: hang Hang, in there. Hang in there. Yeah. Does, uh, or at least for you, did having a supportive family um, make a huge difference?
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel bad for any woman that doesn't have the support I had from my sister and my mom, and now being here in California, my dad and his wife and my family down here in San Diego and California. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it takes an army. It takes a village. Even if for a married couple, it takes a village. It takes a village for anybody. Right. So that's definitely
0: true from your experience.
1: Anybody. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You, If you're rich, then you have maids and nurses and nannies and access, for a so, reason yeah. because it's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you have to – it takes a village and – um, I give my everything to my. F- I'm so blessed to have a close family who believed in that's me. That's great. Yeah.
0: That's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's Even till this day, I mean, my like, for everything I have, I'm doing. Yeah. My dad is like my heartbeat right Aww, now. That's he great. is. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah.
0: So, what are your plans for 2019? It's a Do new me, Boo Boo? No. <laughs> <laughs> 2019. What are your plans for the year?
1: For the year, um, I have. Some very, very uh, streamlined plans this year, I think. Uh, I think this is probably, like, the first time in my entire life that I know where I'm going Mm. and I know what I want, 100%.
0: That's priceless.
1: That's a lot. That's, like, 95%. (laughs) Well, I know what I want. I know where I'm going. But, you know, the end result never
0: is what you expect, right? Right. But so. even getting to that point, even if it's ninety percent or ninety-five yeah. percent, just getting to that point is a journey. It's not easy. Yeah, I think
1: you me, like me. You and I talked about it, where it's like, I feel like you are so blessed because you knew who you were from a young age, and I'm like, man, it took me this many mm-hmm. years to finally realize who I am, and I feel like a lot of adults experience that they experience that they they're wandering around for twenty, thirty, forty years, right. and don't don't know what they want. And it's really hard. The older you get, the harder it is. So um, I feel very blessed that I'm able to finally see that past at a still young age. Right, right. And still make a difference. It's really,
0: it's, um, yeah, you said it right. It's not easy. It's Mm-mm. definitely a process. You know, and even when you do find out this this apprehension, Am I? is this the right yes. place I should be? Yeah. You know, fear of change is a really real thing out there.
1: Yeah, and that's where... Yeah. Um, our book, A New Earth, comes in, and yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, back to the, the book Power we were of talking now. about
0: earlier. Yeah. yeah. So you said you read The Power of Now. Yes. How did that impact you?
1: um It came at a perfect time because that's when I was transitioning with modeling and kind of noticing where I want my other career and marketing to go. And, um, and
0: real quick for uh, you guys listening, the book it was written by Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Or as you like to say. Totally. Totally. I don't know why I say that.
1: Totally. I mean, it sounds, it's a, um, it rolls off the tongue for me, but yeah, Eckhart Tolle.
0: And uh, the book, a a little quick premise, the book talks about the idea that um, you're not your thoughts, you're Mm -hmm. not yourself, Um, you're the watcher and you, you know, you're supposed to watch and observe your surroundings and your life and it goes a lot deeper. I'll let you guys check it out. but
1: Being in the moment.
0: Being in the moment. Being right? in the now. When exactly you watch like your
1: hands, you feel the water on your hands and just pay attention to the water of your hands right, and the right. scent of the soap.
0: No. Yeah. And it's you, it's an amazing book.
1: If you're walking upstairs, you just be in the moment. And be in the moment. for those rugs. <laughs> feel, <laughs> feel the, the rugs. <laughs> yeah. It's the true. Brush
0: it against your feet. You know? it's, it's learning how to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how did that impact you?
1: It, it it's been amazing because i am a mom and a woman and i'm not i shouldn't say that but i am and you worry all the time you know yeah. when you're when you're an entrepreneur and you have a career and a child and um you're a planner so you i my mind's on a million 24/7 if it's not uh field trip dates and packing lunches then it's okay I have a meeting here I have a photo shoot tomorrow I right. have a you know I have to send this email deliver you know pick up this package the list can go on everybody i experience a lot of people experience that right, as a right. parent so the book helped me because um one, I've been able to find peace, even within a busy schedule, I feel calm. So mm. I can be in the middle of a busy day, but yet I have this sense of calm because I sense my breath, I sense what I'm doing, I I, mm. I feel, I see, and um, can be in the moment. So it helps me relax. And right, then right. it just kind of trickles into other things in your life. So once you learn how to achieve a sense of awareness in the moment, then you, The book that I was telling you you need to read now, A New Earth, kind of takes it out from just being in the moment, then talks about the ego, like you said, so the voice in your head and the worry. And for me, I realized that my worry wasn't me, and the voice in my head of doubt wasn't me. So right now, I'm making a lot of big changes in my career and really pushing myself to grow and um, as a model in, in my profession. So for me, getting those. Noticing the voice and just realizing what that voice is and what that worry was is has been helpful.
0: Right, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Do you? At what point do you think you got on the journey of like self improvement?
1: Two years ago. Because you
0: weren't like that when we first met. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we'll it in a bad talk. way, can we like tell them you don't give a shit about yourself. But can I'm we just please
1: saying. tell them how we met?
0: Uh, go ahead, you tell the story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: How did we meet Lauren Cornett? We were in a bar. Was it a bar? It was in a bar. Okay.
1: Yep. We no, it wasn't.
0: No, was oh, yeah. It was in a bar. Yeah. Yep. Tavern.
1: Yeah. And I walked up and I said, and I called you an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're probably such a player and an asshole. Yep. Wait. Yeah, that was cracked to me. Why would you- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was, First of all, I was a little who, intoxicated. Who
0: sees someone they've never met before and walk up to them and says, "You're such a player and an asshole."
1: Because it's like that, you know. Like the the if you think somebody's cute on the playground and you pick on them, yeah. it's like that. Like I I didn't want to be rejected and mm. I didn't want to like make and I wasn't even. I mean, I wasn't a, everybody. I was not approaching him for me. My sister said he was cute and oh, I was walking okay. over because my sister. <laughs> but I mean, I thought he was handsome too, so it wasn't. Him and his brother, I wasn't That's funny. mad about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then four years what it's been five years now? So
1: like it's going on almost six oh years gosh. that we've have we have been friends, yeah. It's
0: crazy. And, and we, yeah, um
1: we don't go to bars that often anymore.
0: Yeah, we were just talking about the booty basement, right?
1: Yeah, booty basement.
0: Uh, there's a place in San Diego <laughs> called the Booty Basement.
1: And we have gone and together.
0: Yeah, I still remember the first time um at the time I wasn't living here and I asked my brother, what are we doing tonight? He was like, oh, we could go check out the booty basement. I was like, really? That's funny. So what's the name of this place? No, he said, no, it's called the booty basement. I was like, no way.
1: (laughs) That's right. I knew you before you even lived here. You were visiting. Yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Um, But yeah, this this place in San Diego called the booty basement.
1: The booty basement.
0: That place was fire. (laughs) Yeah. It was was always hot too. Sweaty.
1: (laughs) Packed, sweaty, everything that you would imagine, folks. If you're
0: gonna go to the booty basement, man, we're pl- <laughs>
1: we're plugging, plugging booty basement right I'm now. Right. That awful. place was hilarious. Hot, sweaty, and packed.
0: Always had good music though. Cheap drinks. Yeah, I, see, I was I was the water boy. So I
1: forget. Yeah, you always you never really. Been a drink.
0: drinker. Yeah, I like being in control. Me
1: too. Yeah, I am now on that path.
0: Yeah, um, that's
1: also part of the self awareness. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So where do you where do you envision yourself? As far as self awareness and um, growth, and just regarding where you want to be in life in general, you've you've done so much <laughs> in the last few years, and I can't even fathom where you're going to be a year or two from now. So I
1: catch up to you.
0: Yeah, you're already there. <laughs> so, where do you see yourself? Where? Ideally, let's say two years from now, where do you want to be?
1: Um, uh, two years from now, I will be. I can't tell you. I don't know.
0: You don't know? Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know. Because it's not like a, oh, like this is the career and have this very exact job. Like I just know this is, I know exactly kind of the general area right. of career path. You know, the vicinity. And vicinity yeah. of, yeah. So, I mean, let's just, I, in two years, I am going to be considering to buy property. Okay. I'm going to be uh, well acquainted with some uh, great brands that I have worked for and shot with, and nice. I'm going to be well versed and experienced in PR and marketing relations, and either working at an agency or still building my own.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. I think you can't go wrong Our with firm. building your own. Yeah. Um, for me, I've always. For years now, I've always felt like I had a strong sense of where I want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't always known how I'm going to get there. And a lot of times I actually don't know how I'm going to get there. But just always knowing where I want to be and visualizing has always guided me.
1: Have you always known, like, exact, do you have it in, like, a number form? Is it like, I want this much money, be at this type of income, or be at, own this many... Companies, yeah. So when you say you it's, it's know never, you want to be. What exactly does that? mean? So it's mean?
0: never been about the money for me. It's more about what I want out of life. Yeah. Um, money is just a result of that. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you say you want, I don't know, if you want to buy a, a a Bentley, you know, that means you have to make the amount of money that you need to afford the Bentley, right? You your cars. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah for me it's never been about the money it's just about where i want to be in life yeah and going back to helping people in volunteering way at the uh non-profit that mm-hmm. i volunteer at so i've always known i wanted to live this type of life right i always wanted to travel and have yeah. the freedom to wake up whenever i want and do whatever i want and go wherever i want and afford whatever I want, mm-hmm. you know, and help others as well. Yeah. So all those things, you can't do those things, you know, making $10 an hour. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be a little hard. Exactly. Yeah. So I think for me, the uh, financial aspect has always been um, a result of my vision for what I want out of life. Yeah. You know, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you said that because I was always curious because i that's how I feel now. Okay. It's like, I know where my life, what my life will be like. I don't know exactly how I'm going to get there, but I know the general path.
0: So Right. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought, uh, that's a that's a good point. Because I know for me, uh, when I was younger, I always thought, like, when I make a certain amount of money, then I'll be happier. hmm And I hate saying that because only rich people say that. Like, money I've never seen, like, a poor happy. person say.
1: Money doesn't buy you happiness.
0: I know. I've <laughs> never seen a poor person say money doesn't buy you happiness, right? Because they need the money. Yeah. You know, even the middle class. hmm um, I've never heard somebody trying to make ends meet say no. It's not about the money. It's that's no. It's only those super wealthy that say that. Oh well. You know, and it pisses me off. I'm gonna go on record,
1: folks. I am a mom, working class, (laughs) and uh, money doesn't make you happy. So now we're gonna get rid of that stigma. Yeah, no,
0: seriously. And it's just like, (laughs) and it and it it annoys me when I hear wealthy people say that because I'm like, you have no idea. It's easy for you to say because you're Mm -hmm. swimming in money. Yeah, you have no idea what it means to be poor. Yeah or what it means to have to worry about how you're going to put food on the table tomorrow. Yeah. Or, th- you know.
1: Yeah. I think for me, I, I walk a very unique life because, um, I've, I swing so much between different pendulums right now. So I have so many friends that I am blessed to say are a friend like you that are very successful either in the music world or, um, in business and, or health, you know, um, and, so I'm very lucky and blessed to have some friends that have really, really been successful in life. And then I also have friends from back home who, you know, they're just on their second kid and married. And um, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that either. And I have friends in jail. So, uh, well, distant friends, like right. friends. Yeah, I love you guys. <laughs> um, so, and then, you know, and my pendulum swings now as a right. mom. You know, one day I'm on set and I'm shooting and I'm glammed up, and then the next day I'm like running around trying to get to a meeting or work at an event or, right. um, you know, just arguing with my daughter for her to get brush her teeth. So I feel very blessed to walk that right now, despite it being very hard at moments, right. um, because I do see the value in time and in people and relationships right. and i and money will always be um something that helps provide a stable environment for my life but i i'm lucky to say that the more money i um acquire it will never be the happiness right That's and i good feel that blessed you know to that. Have that yeah
0: that's good that you know that yeah it's very, very, very important. It's cliche, but yeah, it's so it's so priceless.
1: Because you can always run out of money. And then if you run out of money, what are you going to have? Nothing. Nothing.
0: Well, I'd have cereal. <laughs> I love cereal. So Yeah, that's... and I have
1: a... <laughs> well, let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what did right? you call me, a manizer earlier? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's man-izer. talk about that. Hey, let's
0: talk about that. <laughs> so you're newly single.
1: Newly single, yeah.
0: Yeah. So what are months. the rules for being newly single?
1: The rules for being newly (laughs) single is go on a date once in a while, but mostly date yourself. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, uh, what what is it what do you look for?
1: What do I look for? Oh god, I don't look for nothing.
0: Yes, you do. Why are you lying? What do I like?
1: What do I like? I like I don't look for necessarily. I guess I could never mind. Um to tea. What I like, um, actually, I have a very unique style of, of human being. Um, I, I like the person who is very intelligent and uh, driven and motivated, but very humble. And I always can find like I don't know what it is. I'm so Wait, lucky. Say but that
0: again. You like someone that's
1: motivated.
0: You have to choose like two of those. You just can't have all humble. of And
1: humble. What? Why? <laughs> Why do you have? That's not that much. It's not asking that much. I'm oh, not asking yes. you to dress super nice. I'm not asking you to always drive a fancy car.
0: Really? Can you really be with someone that uh, yeah. didn't have a sense of style?
1: My ex? Yeah.
0: No. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. As long as you have a little bit. Like, I need you to...
0: Yeah, now the truth comes out.
1: Okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we all have our things, right? You have to have a little bit of style. I can't lie. Like, I need you to be able to walk out at some point in time, and I could be like, ooh. Okay. Hello. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I need like I need that, but it doesn't have to be over the top all the time cuz right. I really do like I actually my idea of beauty even with modeling and that's what I try to portray a lot in what I do in modeling and a lot of projects that I work on in my creative direct, directing is that I like simplicity. I'm a simple person. Yeah. So somebody who can hold beauty or um just can hold their own self right without too much of this lights and cameras and glitz and glam. I love it. I think it's a beautiful thing.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. What else do you look for?
1: Yeah, make so, me laugh. Height. Mm, actually I'll give somebody a little bit shorter than me a try. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I will. No way. I Don't went on a date I was That's just on a bullshit. date with a
1: guy who was like five nine. I'm really tall everybody. I'm, I'm yeah, well you are pretty tall,
0: eight. yeah. As, I'm really that, that has to be difficult as a woman. I know I got to open the doors woman, right? for other
1: people, man. I can't yeah. just stick with tall guys. guys it's not enough. Left
0: too. That's exactly.
1: Yeah, my thing is confidence. You have to have confidence. So if like yeah. I'm towering over you in heels, <laughs> I just need you to like hold my hand and be like, "This is my Amazon. And, like yeah. I got her."
0: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah,
1: you just gotta that's, be confident. You gotta that's like. That's funny. You gotta just be able to stand next to me and be like, "Yeah."
0: Yeah. Do not? you? <laughs> do you? Do you feel like you can? Uh actually let me ask you this part. So how do you meet most of, of the guys you go on dates with?
1: Um recently like I tried Tinder. That was okay. cool. Uh no nah, before I, I don't know. I think I'm in I'm I I do so much that I I'm lucky enough to meet people. And it's a lot of times it comes from like friendships too. So it'd be like, um, A lot of times, or like we'll start dating, and then it always like turns into a friendship.
0: Right, right. Yeah,
1: it doesn't just like end horribly, or
0: yeah,
1: you know, like it's like oh, you're cool, great. Then our friend, (laughs) you're cool. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm always in a relationship, so I'm really looking forward to this next year of of enjoying being single because I really have always been in a relationship. Yeah. So part of this whole self discovery is like, man, I just I'm really excited to date myself. For right, the first right. time. And I can really say that as no BS, ladies. Like, I've always had a man or a girlfriend. And yeah. so I'm excited. This is the first time. And I think it has a lot to do with knowing my path now. So now that right. I see my path, it's kind of like, I don't really have much time for you. Right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man,
0: maybe what you need to do is be with someone that's not, that's super busy. So mm. you have some space. No. No, that's not it. No?
1: mm I did that too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs>
1: yeah that was my ex that was oh I out. see I see I see yeah it's not about that it's not about that it's not about it's not about like they're not busy enough because if I'm dating somebody like you're gonna you need to be busy because if you're not busy that means you're not working in right. the hard and that means that you're <laughs> not doing enough to impress me right right yeah I like men who have their own lives yeah and that that hold their own' Because I got my own life
0: yeah oh so, no, that makes sense that yeah. makes sense since yeah. you're into in the entertainment field did you hear about the uh Kevin Hart controversy.
1: I'm so proud of him.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm what are, so you, what proud are your of thoughts him. on that whole situation? Can you explain to our listeners for those who don't know what I'm talking about?
1: Kevin Hart was supposed to supposed to host the Oscars. Right? Yes. And uh was it was the Oscars, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh some old tweets from a, a long time ago, a while ago, over 5 years ago, I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh brought up po- uh Tweets of him saying a derogatory term for somebody who is gay. Right. And uh, they brought it up, and they want him to apologize, even though he's apologized plenty of times before. And he said, I'm not going to apologize. So then they said he can't host the Oscars. So, I don't think it's Oscars cuz Oscars just passed. Maybe I need to get over it, whatever. It's so. either
0: Oscars or a different event, but something big like yeah, that. Google. Yeah. So
1: now, but now they can't find a host and for the first time in 30 years they will not have a host and I'm so proud oh, of it. So, him. it's
0: official there's not going to be there's not going to be a host. It's
1: official and they're even having a hard time finding a list celebrities to introduce the awards because it's so late in the game.
0: Right, right, so right.
1: So it's really a it's a beautiful thing, especially for a black man, a black comedian. To stand up for himself like that i think is great i think what he said is not great especially from coming from being in the lgbt for so long right but um what, how
0: do you yeah how do you feel how did you did you have feel a certain way about that since you have a small connection
1: mm, what about the term he said mm-hmm. about what he said uh yeah i mean it was it was disrespectful
0: do you feel like as comedians they have the license to be comedic quote unquote and um, shouldn't be shouldn't have to apologize for you know jokes regardless if they're insensitive or not and I don't
1: know I can't answer that I'm not a comedian yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know because like comedy has this weird way of taking a lot of dark things and like helping people laugh at it that's probably the, the reason why it's kind of therapeutic right and it gives us a break from having such heavy heavy atmosphere especially in today's world World, there's everything is just so under a microscope and um so it's it's hard everything is really heavy the universe and the atmosphere especially in the united states is very heavy right so um i think that for him to be forced to apologize for something he already apologized for he's he's a whole new comedian now i think is is ridiculous to strip that host spot away from him but i think for comedians Mm, yeah, no, you got to keep you got to keep respect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't cross certain lines. Yeah, but it's hard because comedy does give you a sense of like relief within dark moments. Right. I seen this really, really, I can't think of the name of the comedian. He was is probably the best stand up I've ever seen.
0: Really? Yeah. That's saying a lot. You know that, right?
1: Yeah, it's the best stand up I've ever seen because he takes his own. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, even though I don't even know the title of the, com- the, the name of the comedian. Yeah. But he ends up taking his real life, and this whole time he's uh, making jokes, making jokes about somebody in his life, and then all of a sudden, bam! At the end, he like drops this bomb, and it's like the saddest story, and every the whole crowd is quiet, and you can just ball start bawling, crying. Mm-hmm. And then right when he has you, like, you literally are in tears, and you feel so bad. And you're like, wait, this guy's been talking about this person? And then, and then he flips it one more time and, and makes it, like, he ends on a positive note. But it was probably one of the best sketches I've ever
0: seen in my life. Really? hmm And this was recently?
1: Yeah, it was on Netflix. I don't know You have to check it called. out. Yeah, you got to. Find it somewhere. I'm going to look for it. I tried to look for it again. I couldn't find it again. But it was a great stand-up. Yeah? Yeah, it really shows how laughter helps you through pain
0: yeah absolutely I, I always tell people like in life there are things that are always going to happen good and bad and mm-hmm. if you're not laughing or crying mm-hmm. so just choose yeah and it's it's easier said than done but life is so much easier to get through when you realize that you know what i have no control over what just happened to me and just mm-hmm. got to keep it moving yeah you know
1: you're a very positive person yeah you're always positive you're like the most positive person i've ever met it makes me sick no i'm just kidding (laughs) no you're good i think it's good but i also think like being able to cry and feel pain is a good thing too
0: no i agree because well yeah because you have to let it out
1: yeah let it out let
0: it out so um when something happens just let it out let those emotions out and then just keep it moving
1: yeah and i think it's a good to, for people to know, like it's okay to feel the pain. Let the pain be right, your growth.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that I'm learning is that, you know, you can feel down, and you feel sad, and then just reflect on it and yeah. and see where you can grow within the pain.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I know in the uh, in the past you've told me about a lot of cool places you like to travel to. Mm-hmm. Um, or actually, you've told me that you wanted to travel. Wanted so, what to are some cool to. places you like to travel to? Mm. Do you want to uh, conquer Europe first or Asia, mm-hmm. South America? Uh, you have a lot of options.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, for some reason, uh, Greece calls me all the time. It's been
0: whispering your name? Huh? Greece has been whispering your name.
1: Oh yeah, for life. That that's one location that
0: I really yeah. want to visit is Greece. I'm planning on going there soon. Let's go this year. this year? Yeah. The, the, whole, the year just started. I have a twelve months. To get well, there. yeah, that's true. <laughs> but was
1: that like literally something that you're like this year? I'm going to Greece, yeah. or is it because like now that we're talking, you're like yeah, I'm oh, no, going. No,
0: no. Okay. I plan on going soon as soon as I can. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greece, Malta, Malta, uh, a few other spots. Nice. Yeah, I love, I love traveling. Yeah. So if you're a foodie, which I am, I know um, <laughs> traveling is or oh, traveling is one of the best reasons to travel because. You get to eat food.
1: I know, all the fresh, yeah. clean food. Yeah,
0: I don't know how Non-GMO. I always lose weight every time I travel.
1: <laughs> because the food's different <laughs> overseas. It's clean. it's clean. I walk around. You <laughs> and
0: do you're a lot walking, of walking all the time. Yeah yeah, 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 You do a lot of walking. Yeah. 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 So, could you live outside of this? If you have to think of one place you could live um, outside of the States, is there any place you can think of?
1: Hmm. There's one place I could live outside of the States. It used it used to be like London, but I kind of want to travel to Sweden because I heard that's the happiest place on earth. Sweden. Yeah.
0: The happiest place on earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I haven't heard that before, but that's what I've heard. It? Yeah. I <laughs> dated
1: somebody who lived in London, and her family was in Sweden, and she. Told okay. Me and she said nice. she said it's one of the happiest places on earth. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna that's go on with your that. Rest? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. nice. I'm gonna go with that. What about you?
0: I think London. Out of all the places I've been. Uh, is the one where I can see myself living. Yeah. And the reason is because it reminds me of New York. Mm-hmm. And although I'd never live in New York, I'd live in London. It's just different, you know. Yeah. As far as the cultural aspect. Yeah. And I also like the fact that it's a mix of so many different ethnicities. Yeah. You know, so I'd definitely go for London. There are a lot of other cool places I haven't been yet that I might, you know, choose over London. But for now, it's definitely London yeah um, Croatia's pretty cool, too. It's super laid back
1: oh yeah it's very um, back there.
0: so yeah, London, I can see myself vacationing in uh, uh in Croatia. I really want to go to Japan too, yeah, I've heard it's like a a mind a mind pretty much, yeah,
1: like the culture everybody's just so polite, so, yeah, yeah, and it's
0: it's like everywhere I go, I'm so used to seeing it's so clean, you know. Black, white, Hispanic, different ethnicities. Yep. um, Including Asian. But, you know, for the most part, if you go to Japan or China, it's just going to be just one ethnicity. Yeah,
1: you're going to look like a beanstalk in the middle of like a grass field. Yeah. (laughs) I'm (laughs) looking
0: forward to experiencing that, you know. Standing
1: out. Yeah. I definitely have some travel in my future. Yeah. A lot of travel.
0: Yeah. So, you know, something I wanted to ask you. So, you've been in the modeling business now for a few years. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about because there are going to be people that listen to this—a lot of women or men—that have hey, been thinking ladies. about getting into modeling. Okay. So, can you talk about some of the like pros and cons, or some of the pitfalls, positive positives about modeling and negatives? Yeah, because for the most part, it's glamorized and you oh, get these impressions like glitz and glamour and like what you see on TV, pretty yeah. much. You know, with the famous models. Modeling
1: is not glamorous. That's mm. what I'm going to say. It's not glamorous. It's hard. It's a hustle. It's a hard hustle. And um, when they tell you, you got to pay your dues, they weren't lying. So mm. a lot of people see the picture, but they have no idea what leads up to the picture. And uh, there's a lot to it all. So, I'm And I'm not saying that in reference to just hair and makeup. This is so hard. But what I'm saying is for modeling, a lot of times, unless you have a well-known portfolio and profile, and if you don't have, you know a lot of um, notches on your belt as far as clients that you've worked with. And even when you do, um, you you have to gain respect in that industry. And you gain that respect um, and you gain your success from one constantly having to be available and reliable. And as mm. a model, you are a canvas. So you are always on um, display no matter where you are who you're talking to um, so it's a constant having to be like fluid and flexible for different people mm. um co- modeling's not consistent so i think a lot of people have this idea that models only model but actually if you really pay attention a lot of models have other um, careers outside of their outside of modeling so most models really? See, yeah i didn't even know that Yeah, most most models, unless you're you're like a top model, um, will be modeling, but they also are working and having like, they have other jobs and careers because one season you can be booking all the time and then all of a sudden you can go a couple months without booking anything. Right. Um, And a lot of times, you know, you just, as a model, you want to find your passion and get your own voice because when you're a model, you don't have a voice, you are just the the display for other people. Right. So, um, but the hustle part is hard, especially trying to become a model. People don't realize like, okay, you need to be available and free and be able to jump on the spot and go somewhere and go to shoot that somebody asked you to go to the day prior. Right. Um, and yet still be able to provide yourself with the income and stability. Um, so when they say pay your dues, man, you got to hustle, you got to run, you got to hustle, you got to be available. And, um, and you're constantly questioning, uh, how you did. So you never know. I mean, you walk on a set and it's like, boom, 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 boom. They won't, you can not get a reaction from your client and you don't, maybe a month, three months later, they're like, they tell your agent like, Oh, she did horrible. And they're they're mad or upset or, she didn't show up with the right bra and who knows it could be anything. So modeling is a very, very hard industry. Um, the positives I find from plus size modeling because straight size modeling is very different from plus size. So I can only speak on plus size modeling. So the positive things I have gained from plus size modeling are the people I've met and inspired. And, uh, I've really learned a lot about what this culture, American culture, um, the effect of, of popular social media, um, just how much of an influence that has on people and really having to break the stereotype of what healthy looks like and what healthy is, Right. right. um, Was you that know. hard
0: hmm? or has it been a, a tough journey?
1: No, it's, a, it's been amazing. I feel right. so in love with myself.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: No, it's been amazing. And that's the thing. A lot of these plus size models who are being, who are constantly attacked, like they, I don't think people realize that the more you're in it, the more free you feel and the more Mm. confident. So the more people attack, especially online on the image of a woman's body, um, it becomes, it's just, you just, I mean, it just rolls off your back you don't care no more because you start seeing these other women. I remember being at this fashion show and I was just in this room full of plus size models. And a lot of them do a lot of big things. Right. And I mean, you just see everything. You see all the bumps and rolls and, you know, and it was really cool. Um, my daughter was actually there and I felt so proud for her to be in that room at that moment because everybody's just stripping off their clothes and getting to the next outfit. And right. And there was no, none of this conscious, oh, let me cover myself up because I don't look a certain way. Um, so size modeling, that's the greatest benefit I have been able to meet so many other women who are like me and um, that represent the normal, what is the average woman's body right. now. And I'm just so excited because I get to be part of this new wave. Like yeah. there's this new wave that's just coming right now that's showing society that what average woman looks like when I say average I mean average size I'm not saying like you're basic and you're average looking what I'm saying is the average woman is in America the average size of a woman is 12 to 14 Um, now they're saying 12 to 16 that's the average size of the American woman so how is it that we have these fashion shows and billboards and all we're seeing is a size 4 you know that doesn't make sense it doesn't that doesn't add up and now people are really seeing the gap between that. And um, I'm excited, and where my goal, what my goal through modeling and fashion is, is that I am trying to show the simplicity of it and the, the elegance in it. So right now, at first it was like this, uh, oh, let's throw a plus size model into this fashion show and call it Diverse. That's not diverse. You know, it's like just for the show. It's just to say, oh, my God, this brand, this designer just did a plus size. So Mm. um, for me, I'm excited because we are really, really, really part of a new wave where the normal body type is being seen. You're walking into stores and you're seeing mannequins that look like a size 12. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and then, you know, the furthermore, you know, I'm very big on exercise and eating right and mental health and physical health. So it's great because now we can start a conversation for women about what it means to be healthy and um, what that looks like inside right. out mentally, because we need it. Especially. Right. I mean, I don't even think there's enough. I mean, there's there's a reports coming out now of just the effects of social media and this filter age where everybody's living in a filter. So, um, it's going to be really great for younger women to have that, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't have Instagram. I didn't see plus size models. I didn't, I couldn't just look on my phone and go see some girl on Instagram who had cellulite like me or a stomach, you know, I, I I didn't have that. So I was always like hiding and, you know, and, um, ashamed or, uh, feeling like I was less than so. Modeling has done that for me, and I hope. That's amazing. Yeah, that's and amazing. I hope. I hope. I. I mean, I just love the connection. I love the connection. The people I meet. I'm so addicted to it. It's like yeah. it's like <laughs> your chocolate chip cookie to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's why yeah. I do it. There's moments, even with in creating now, and directing and stuff like that. Um, I love finding it in so many different people now. So people from different backgrounds and in different industries I love taking that person who is like the songwriter but they have never been in front of a camera and they're just a humble songwriter who has amazing talent and I right. could take them and transform them and get them to be comfortable and find confidence and like the way they look for a day to create a portfolio for them right. so yeah oh, that's amazing. yeah that's, that's amazing. kind of
0: what that's beautiful me, where I'm at. yeah so being a model and having the background that you have what are your thoughts on uh, society's um, idea of beauty of what the, what they push out, what they impose? Mm-hmm. Um, because for the most part, the ideas that they push out are not attainable. Yeah, you know, for example, yeah. if you see a model on a, on a cover, on a magazine cover, yeah. she probably doesn't look like that in real life. She's been earbrushed and photoshopped, and yeah. you know all that jazz. Mm-hmm. So, just. Take, taking a step back from the fact that you're a model, what are your thoughts on society's unattainable, unattainable beauty standards um, and I how think that hurts younger women? It, yeah, I I
1: mostly I, that's the point that it is that it's hurting our young women, and so um, you know people are putting their lives at risk to get surgeries and and uh, to look a certain way, and that also affects career paths, and that effect, that affects. Um, decision-making and how what where their life is going to go you know so many young girls are so worried about just looking good for the gram and they're forgetting like what's in here what's in your mind What, what are you feeling in your head and um society's standards on beauty has and uh our our sickening attachment to materialism material things has really uh led a lot of young people down a path that is really scary especially in a digital social media world where you're constantly trying to fall into an acceptance of likes and followers and stuff so um i think that plays a big part on um the decisions young women make about different circumstances they're, they're in so sometimes women find themselves in a bad situation because they just wanted that guy to like them or they just wanted to get around that celebrity um and friendships building bonds you know like i would love just to see women from different all different backgrounds come together and continue to support each other and that's one cool thing i like to see in bloggers and influencers and models is that you see that community right coming up but society's uh expectations and standards um I'm glad that there's a conversation now, but we have a long way to go. go, Yeah, yeah. that unrealistic. um, I mean, and I don't even think it's for plus size women. I think it's for uh, very thin women who don't have curves. They face the same issues. And, um, you know, just all of these lip, lip fillers and yeah you know and but I will kind of put a twist to it I think since you know if you want to if you want to touch something up girl especially if you got the money and it's in a safe thing I I really I think that it's okay I think that we can't hide we can't we can't always put you know tell somebody how they're supposed to live their life you know and I think that if somebody is healthy and they're mentally stable and they want to do something for themselves then by all means like do it for you but make sure your mental's right evaluate where your mental's at if you're doubting yourself then maybe and you're always constantly having that negative voice in your mind saying like you're not good enough unless you get this unless you have that right. then and you should probably second guess what you're doing because then it's just going to lead to wanting more yeah, and more yeah, and that, yeah, that can be sense. sad you know yeah you see these celebrities that don't they look crazy afterwards yeah. Like Michael Jackson, <laughs> Look at Michael Jackson is a perfect example,
0: yeah that, yeah, that was that whole thing was sad, yeah. but the point is, you know somebody let him get to that point, you know, yeah, you know that's why I think it's really important to have the right people around you, mm mm-hmm. and not just yes, man.
1: how do you feel as a successful businessman and having people around you in your circle? What are your thoughts about that? I keep my
0: circle small, yeah, I think it's very important, um. Because you really don't want to get to the point where you have yes men around you. Mm -hmm. That's not going to do you anything. They're just money grabbers. Yep. You know, I think it's really important to have a core group of people that you trust. Yep. um, And that are not scared to say no to you or disagree with you. Because as long as you have those people, um, your success is never going to get to your head. Because your ego is always going to get checked. Yeah. You know.
1: And I do find that I see a lot of people who are pretty successful that don't, don't get any no's. The higher yeah. up you go, the more money you got is like you are of course,
0: of course in control. <laughs> yeah, I was watching something the other day, and I think LeBron James said he was the best player of all time. He <laughs> was calling himself the best player of all time.
1: Yeah, I've been saying that.
0: <laughs> and his like friends were there, like business partners, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. And I'm like, "Get out of here!" You know, you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in a real world situation. Yeah. You know, one of those friends would jump up, jump up, and say. Yeah. I... Go sit down. You're not the best <laughs> player of all time. Like even if even if he was joking, he'd like tease him about it, you yeah. know. So and everybody was just quiet and out in their head and it's just like Yeah, I mean you don't I have a friend point.
1: who's a very uh successful producer. He writes for Chris Brown, this nice. got went platinum. And I see that when I see him, you know, mm. like we go out and I mean we've been friends since junior high. So um, I mean, I remember when he got his first keyboard and he had this like Thirty dollar keyboard and we were in his yeah. room and he's like, Lo, tell me what this sounds like." And I was like, "Like shit." Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he used to take my car in high school and like go go drink with his friends. Right, right. While so you guys go class. way back. Yeah, we go way back. So seeing him now and going to L. A. sometimes and we're we we're, we're together. The yes, the yes men, the yes women, the people around. You, mm. you know, this ass kissing is scary almost because you become so jaded in a world where nothing's real anymore. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to filter through life that way. It's right, really right, hard. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. we have a tradition, okay. which we should have done earlier, of coming up with the name of our show
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, when we first start, Well, we didn't do that, so we're going to do it now. So okay, um, what is your intuition saying to you? We're going to name this episode. What are you feeling right now? Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Back Actually, that's, that's funny
1: that you asked that because I was like, they need to say, the, title this as an episode. Maybe it's like my marketing mindset, <laughs> yeah. but I think that's crazy because I like had, I was literally in the middle of talking thing. and thinking yeah. that.
0: So, but, uh, this episode know, of Cheesecake and Coffee.
1: Can it have, like, does not need to like a coffee reference?
0: It doesn't have to be. It could be anything. I'm going to let my guest, you, mm-hmm. name the show episode.
1: Uh, oh, ch
0: So it's going to be whatever you decide featuring Lauren Carter.
1: Featuring Lauren Carter? Yeah. Okay. I don't (laughs) know. Now I'll see. Now I'm, like, second-guessing it.
0: No second-guess yourself. Something like... uh, What are you feeling right now? Something about sway. Sway?
1: Something about, like, sway,
0: yeah. Okay, you know what? We're going to call it sway. Curves and sway. Sway. (laughs) Curves and sway. I like sway. Lauren's way. Lauren's Way? Curves and Sway. <laughs>
1: Lolo's Way. Plus size modeling, body image. You know what? We're and getting through life struggles.
0: I like Lauren's Way, actually. Lauren's Way? Yeah.
1: Okay. Can you uh, say something, like subtitle something, body image? Something, something. Of course, yeah. Do. Lauren's yeah. Way.
0: Yeah, Lauren's Way. I like that. It's going to be Lauren's Way for during Lauren Carter. And then yeah. I'm going to include some stuff in the uh, show header about body, body image, image and stuff and. we discussed.
1: Yeah. Overcoming triumphs.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. Set-up, thank set-up. you so much. Thank
1: you for having me, You had a Mike. lot of
0: amazing things to say. You're amazing. Thank you. This is amazing. you as well. you
1: going to do big things.
0: Uh, thank you. I'm going to have you back. i going to be okay. a, a featured guest. So I'm going to be your Gail. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a goodbye. This is a see you later. See you later. Um, so, on, Oh, yeah, before we go, mm-hmm. I'd like you to plug, plug how people can find you because they're going to listen to this and want to follow you or find yes. you. Yes, my exciting so.
1: modeling page on Instagram is... D-Lolo Plus. So T H E, lolo Plus, P-L-U-S, like plus size.
0: Perfect. And you can find me on Instagram, Michael.Skywalker. Until next time. <laughs> thanks for <Ciao>. listening. <laughs>